0: Good morning, it's good to see you guys in the snowy, slushy conditions, we are uh, glad you made it out this morning, it's warm in here, Uh, so stand up, turn around, and yell at somebody and tell them that you are happy to see them, and make sure it's somebody that you don't normally talk to.
1: in your flesh and all the wounds upset my soul's forgiven oh now I can feel the darkness trembling all of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down come down all of my fears like all walls gotta come down come down My Here we go, I've got to come down, come down, come down. Build me from the ground up. All I want to see is you. Terrify the lies with true. Come now, come
0: Get ready. All of my fears like Jericho walls, has got to
1: come down, come down. All of my fears like Jericho walls, has got to come down, come down. My prison turns to ruin when your love moves in. All of my fears like Jericho walls, has got to come down, come down, come down. Come down. Come down. Come down, come down, come down. Jericho law has gotta come down, come down,
0: come down. Amen. You guys have a seat.
2: All right. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Burlington Baptist Church. We are excited that you guys are here with us this morning. Uh, We're excited to be worshiping with those of you who are here with us in person and those of you who are worshiping with us online. If you're a guest with us this morning, I want to uh, just remind you guys to grab one of our connection cards. Uh, You can get one of those at the starting point desk right outside in the atrium. If you're following along with us online, you can also get one of those connection cards through our website. That card is just a great way for us to kind of stay uh, connected with you and just uh, make sure that we've... uh, Uh, got a little bit of your information to stay up to date with you. Muted myself. (laughs) We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about, we've got four uh, opportunities for growth that are kind of coming up over the next few weeks. First off, we have our men's discipleship group. And so those are coming up. We've got three or four uh, different sessions of that, some on Sunday morning, some on Wednesday morning and Wednesday night um that's just going to be an awesome time for the men of the church to kind of get together and kind of go through some uh, discipleship material with each other i think it's about a 12-week course and so that's just going to be a fun thing that we've got coming up we've also got a women's ministry coming up they're going to be going through uh, a book it's called women of the word and they're going to be learning a little bit more about uh, reading scripture and kind of going through that together Uh, we also have a new uh, class coming up for our young adults that's going to be on Tuesday nights at 7 and we're going to be going through a book called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Um, I'm super excited about that one because I get to teach that one and so it's going to be a fun time it's kind of geared toward young adults age uh, 23 through 30. And then we know a lot of you guys are still uh, worshiping with us online so I just want to remind you all that we do have some opportunities for growth online We have an awesome podcast every Tuesday night. Uh, Harold and Danny sit down and talk a little bit more about the sermon. And then on Wednesday nights, uh, we have a Bible study that that Harold records and puts out there. And so those are kind of the, the opportunities for growth we have coming up. And then I wanted to highlight two events for you guys. One, we have our Kids Rock event coming up. I believe it's on February 3rd and we're asking that parents come to that as well. That way we can kind of make sure that all the kids are kind of socially distanced from each other and that sort of thing. And we also have an event coming up called Galentine's Day that is gonna be for our young adult and college ladies. Uh, we're looking at about age 18 to 30 and so that'll be an opportunity just for the, the young adult ladies to get together and spend some time with each other, have a meal and fellowship with one another. So that's a lot of stuff, Uh, lots lots of different opportunities for growth and different events. I'd like to remind you guys, make sure and check out our website. All the events are on there, and a lot of those we'd like for you guys to register for. So please, if you're interested in that, look on there, see if you need to register and that sort of thing. Okay? So as we get ready to continue worshiping this morning, I'd like to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have just to... Uh, be here in your house, uh, to be here online, to be here worshiping with you. God, I just pray that you'll continue to be with our hearts and and work through us this week. God, we love you, and it's your name we pray. Amen.
0: Well, Jessie's going to read a Bible verse for us again. She didn't know she was going to do this this morning, so she's going to read it.
2: Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things.
0: Stay again with us as we sing.
1: soldiers watched
0: in vain, was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has raised have a seat. So uh, this is a song uh, that just really kind of grabbed me this week. Uh, Lindsay had asked me to sing it probably like three months ago, and I avoided it as much as possible. Not because it's not a great song, because it is a great song. It's just really kind of hard for me to sing. But uh, I just thought about all the things going on in the world, and a lot of times you just get in a hold, and you just feel like you need to be rescued or pulled out, and uh, God's got you. He has a rescue story, so this is the rescue story.
1: From the ashes, carry my soul from death to life, bringing me from glory to glory. You are my rescue story. You are, you are. You are my rescue story. You are, you. Every time I ran away, you were louder than my shame. Will would I be without you? Will would I be, Jesus? You are the voice in the desert, calling me out in the desert. me up from the ashes Carrying my soul from death to life Bringing me from glory to glory You are my rescue story You never gave up on me You never gave up on me You are my testimony You never gave up on me Never gave up on me. You are my testimony. Ah, ah, ah. You never gave up on me. You never gave up on me. You are my testimony. You are the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night. Fighting my battles for me You are my rescue story you lifting me up from the ashes Carrying my soul from death to life Bringing me from glory to glory You are my rescue story You are the voice in the desert Calling me out in the dead of night Fighting my battles for me You are my rescue story Lifting me up from the ashes Carrying my soul from dead to life Bringing me from glory to glory You 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 are my rescue story You are, you are You are my rescue story You are, you are You are my rescue story
3: I hope you have a rescue story. You got one? Jesus rescued you. Amen. Thank you, Danny. If you'll turn to Matthew 28, we're going to be looking at the Great Commission this morning. Matthew 28. While you're looking that up, we got 60 people online, and Beverly Howard said good morning, and Carla Biddle, and Paul Thomas, Mary Zacharias. Bobby Rush, Lori Jordan, James Jenning, Al, Edna Kendall, Bridget Bell. They all said good morning, everybody. And so everybody give them a good good morning. Good morning. All right, we miss those folks, but we're glad that they're joining us. And uh, we welcome you and them. They might be a little drier than the rest of us this morning. Uh, but anyway, we're in Matthew 28. We're in a series called Turning Our Eyes Upon Jesus. And uh, we're going to look at one of the most familiar passages in the Bible. And uh, it's kind of a, we could call it the last will and testimony of Jesus. And, uh, and so if you want to stand, we'll honor God's Word this morning. Good to see you. I didn't know if anybody showed up this morning or not. Sure. And Jesus came and said to them, this is verse 18, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's, let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for the promises of being with us. Lord, we read today that you send us out with the good news of the gospel, and we want to be faithful to that. We want to be challenged today and encouraged, and we want to go out there and tell people about Jesus and about your sacrifice on the cross. We want to remember that through the Lord's Supper this morning. Uh, We want to be compelled to to make much of Jesus. Thank you for those that are gathered here. Thank you for those who are listening online. We pray your spirit would be strong this morning. Speak to our hearts. Save the lost, Lord. We pray for that. And and for your church, we pray you would stir our hearts in regards to to the gospel and sharing the good news with the lost. And uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. So for over about 200 years, this passage has been called the Great Commission. Probably in your Bible it says something about uh, the Great Commission. Uh, John brought us in his commentaries on Matthew was probably the first reference to Great Commission regarding these verses. And I was just thinking, you know, if we can go to the moon and back, why why can't we fulfill the Great Commission? And, uh, you know, we can take Bernie all over the the world through social media we ought to be able to get the great commission done and we just think about all the things that we would i mean if you go to third world countries they have the internet uh you can get online and just be amazed by that and so why can't we fulfill the great commission i i think it ought to be a priority of the church to fulfill the great commission in our generation we at least need to accelerate the rate of taking the good news out there and uh and and the great commission could be compared to a to a marathon. Uh, it's a it's a long journey, but we've got to pick up the pace. We've got to get there with the gospel, and so uh, you might say, what's the big deal? Well, right now, there are over 7.67 billion people in the world. That's a lot of people, isn't it? About 4 billion of them have limited to no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. In America, our population is around 324 million it is believed about 245 million, or about 75%, are estimated to be lost outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I put it in the blog this week that uh, uh, the United States is now the fifth largest global mission field. The fifth largest. That, that means the fifth largest number of lost people are in our country. And for years, we've sent people to other places, and now they're sending people here. We... We have a lot of lost people. And I I mentioned there that North America, and this is sad, North America is the only continent in the world where Christianity is declining. And so church, part of that's on us. In Kentucky, we have 4.5 million people on any given Sunday, and this is pre-COVID, it's it's less now, but on any given Sunday, 3.6 million Kentuckians would not be found in any kind of church. Until 81% of Kentuckians are unchurched. Uh, Boone County has a population around 135,000. Listen, if only 20% of them are, in a, are a part of an evangelical church, that means that over 100,000 people in Boone County might need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church, we got the gospel. Just make sure we, we understand the gospel. When I say gospel, I'm talking about the good news that, that God is our creator. We're not here by accident amen we have a creator who created us he is holy and good he is separated from sin he created us he created Adam and Eve to to walk with him and we know the story we know that they decided to eat the forbidden fruit they they sinned uh, the fall came we've been separated from God uh, left to ourselves we, we end up in hell uh, for our sin uh, but God had a plan and that plan was to send his son Jesus and Jesus stepped out of heaven, He came to earth, He lived a sinless life, He went to the cross, took our sin, stood as our substitute, died in our place, and we know that they, He died, He was buried, on the third day He arose again, He arose in victory over sin and death and, and Satan, and He offers to save those who will turn from their sins and believe upon Jesus. We're gospel people. We we know that good news. We want to share that good news. We want to invite people to believe and abide in Christ. And and so at the end of this service, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to believe upon Jesus and be saved. Every time we come together, we want to preach, proclaim the good news of the gospel, and invite people to be saved. But there's lots of people around us that need to hear that. Bible would say that apart from a genuine personal relationship with Jesus Christ, people are headed to a Christless eternity. And and I mentioned earlier, sometimes we sit around and worry about whether Kentucky's going to make the NCAA tournament, and we've got neighbors that are on their way to hell. And so this passage should steer us as we think about turning our eyes upon Jesus. I, I want us to be dedicated to advancing the gospel. So I've got a couple questions for us to consider as we get started this morning. The first one is is personal. What Heart. What What is my part? What is my part in God's plan to reach the world with the Great Commission? What does God want me to do in my sphere of influence? And the second question is for the church, what is our part in seeing the advancement of the Great Commission in our generation? And, and maybe we should ask, are we a Great Commission church? Is that a priority of who we are and what we do? I, I really believe God wants us to be a part of a a Great Commission generation, and I know personally until my days are over, Christ desires for me to live out the Great Commission. Now you might say, well, what's all the fuss about the Great Commission? Well, so we look to this passage. We see, first of all, that it is authorized by the Son of God. Verse 18, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so absolute sovereign authority. Authority has been given to Jesus himself. He is Lord. In his resurrection, validated his ultimate kingdom authority. Listen, wherever Jesus is, in heaven or on earth, he reigns. He is king, Jesus. He, he is our authority. As his followers, we are to obey his commands. And so the Great Commission is not just authorized by Jesus, but He has this promise, this assurance in verse 20, his his assurance of his presence. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Again, we know what behold means. It means listen up. Jesus says, I'm going to go with you until the very end. He's with us every day, the good days, the bad days, the happy days, the sad days, all day, every day. He's with us. He promises us his presence. We don't have to fear because Jesus said he will be with us. And so listen, church, if you're a Great Commission Christian and you're serving with the Great Commission church, you can be assured that you are authorized by the authority of Jesus in all that you do related to the Great Commission, and Jesus will be with you until the end. Listen, if we know Jesus tells us, sends us out, and promises, listen, we've got to go. We've got to go. And so with His authority and the assurance of His presence, we go out in His power. You all know what Acts 1-8 says. It says when the Spirit comes upon you, then you're going to receive power. You're going to receive the dynamite, the dynamos, the power of God when the Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses and will not just be witnesses, but will be witnesses with the power, the supernatural power of God. Listen, without God's power and without His presence, We we're not ever going to penetrate the darkness and the 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 christless culture that we live in and so we have to be devoted to prayer we got to pray god you go before me and you open doors and and you open eyes and hearts and and give me the bonus to proclaim this and and we are desperate for your presence as we go out so the great commission is authorized by the son of god secondly it's anchored in the word of god Listen, this isn't some new church growth model. This has been around for 2,000 years because it is the Word of God. It is the words of Jesus. It is some of the last words that Jesus has for His disciples and for His church. It's it's His heart and vision and mission and strategy to reach the world. Here it is. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And it's not just, we're we're in Matthew, but it's, it's recorded in the other Gospels. Mark 16, 15. Jesus said that go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature, all creation. Go and proclaim this good news. In the book of Luke, Luke 24, 47 to 48, that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You're witnesses of these things. The end of John, John 20, 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And so every gospel writer highlights Jesus' exhortation in regards to taking the gospel. Uh, We can't ignore that, church. It's in every gospel. It can't become the great omission of the church. It's the great commission because it comes from our Lord. It's authorized by the Son of God. It's anchored in the Word of God. And thirdly, it's aligned with the mission of God. You know, there's lots of books out there about churches having mission statements. Listen, the great commission is the mission of God. It's what we do. Someone asks what we do. We love God, we love others, and we make disciples. That's the great commandment, and that's the great commission together. John Piper has a book called Let the Nations Be Glad, The Supremacy of God in Missions. And it's insightful and it's challenging, but one of the things that he writes in there is that missions exist because worship does not Missions exist because worship—here's what he's saying. He's saying that God created us to worship Him, and there are people in God's creation who don't even know about Him. And so we go with a mission to proclaim Jesus. You see, the Great Commission is to fulfill the mission of God that all of creation worships Him. Does anybody think that He is worthy of worship? Some of you do? Yeah, somebody, yeah. All the people of the world, He is our creator, and we want them to know so they can worship Him and give Him the glory that's due His name. And we can see this more clearly when we look at the tenses of the, of the words in, in verses 19 and 20. Make disciples is the one imperative. The one command... That Jesus has is to go and to make disciples, and th- and that's not just calling people to to faith in Christ. That's part of it. We want to share the gospel, invite them to believe, but making disciples goes further than that. It's it's nurturing believers in their walk with Christ. It's it's helping them to understand what it means to take His yoke upon us, and and to know His character and His life and and His mission. And make disciples of all nations, all the people groups, Ponte uh, ethnai. It, it, it's all people, there's, there's a little over 11,000 people groups who have been identified in our world and the, the International Mission Board have identified about 3,000 people groups what they consider unreached and unengaged. That means that to our knowledge there is no witness for Jesus in those areas. There, there's no churches, there, there's, there's very little access to the gospel. And so, when we say mission, I, it, it implies action. The action involves making disciples of all nations. Now, how do we do that? Well, there are three participles in these verses that elaborate on this central command to make disciples. The first one is go. Literally, it is as you go. That tells us the where. As we are going, we make disciples. Wherever you're going might be, that, that's... The place, all the way to the ends of the earth. So as you're going, secondly, in verse nineteen, baptizing, baptizing is a is a public declaration that we are followers of Jesus, and we are baptized in the unity of the Godhead in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You wonder why does He always say Father, Son, Holy Spirit? We're, we're baptized. We're uni- We're unified. We're in union with the Father, the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When, when we profess to, to know Christ, we need to be baptized because uh, we're saying that we want to obey Him. We, we want to uh, o- obey Him, and He says be baptized, and so we as believers are baptized as an act of obedience. And then teaching in verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So baptism is our public allegiance to Jesus It's saying that we want to follow him completely. Teaching is an ongoing teaching. It it means that we want to instruct others in his word and his character and his mission. And I said this earlier, because I am a follower of Jesus, I go. I am baptized, and I'm taught. I'm growing and learning more about him. And and so I'm taught, and I'm teaching others. I'm making disciples listen to the way the International version, Standard Version translates this. I, I like the the way it ca- it catcher, captures the, the tenses here. Therefore, as you go, disciple people of all nations. So you go, you disciple, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you each and every day until the end of the age. And so, the mission of God is for us to go with the gospel, make disciples, teach people to obey God. And so the Great Commission is anchored in the Word of God. It's aligned with the mission of God. It is God's compelling calling for each of us. We, we are commissioned, church, to do this. World evangelization is not some choice we make. It's, it's a calling. We are on mission with God. Now, we get consumed with all kinds of things, some of you consumed with work, or sports, or winning, or making money, or chasing girls, or whatever. If you're a believer, we need to be consumed with the Great Commission. When we say we've got to keep the main thing the main thing, the main thing is the Great Commission. The most important thing is the sharing of the gospel. There are other things the church can do, and there's not anything necessarily wrong with them, but sometimes they distract us from the mission. Now, I used this illustration earlier, and in Kentucky, we like to think we're the basketball capital of the world, and uh, there's some questions about that this year. Uh, but let me ask you this, you, you all some basketball people, is, is dribbling important? It's, yeah, we, we learned that the hard way this year, and it's hard. Is dribbling important? Does, does dribbling win games? What wins games? Scoring points. Yeah, you got to score whoever scores the most wins. There are lots of churches, I think, that are trying to look good dribbling. But if we want to accomplish the mission, we've got to fulfill the Great Commission. And so we go through this series on turning our eyes upon Jesus. So listen, I don't, want us, I don't want to be guilty of teaching us how to dribble without focusing on His Great Commission for us. Listen, when I stand before the Lord, He's not going to ask me, well, how many people showed up to whatever event? I think He's going to ask me about my faithfulness to share the good news with the lost. That's the mission. And so it's authorized by the Son of God, anchored in the Word of God, aligned with the mission of God, and fourthly, and this is where I really want to get you, it is advanced by the people of God. The Great Commission is for us. It's it's our calling, it's our obedience, it's our future, it's, again, we were talking about on the podcast this week that I was going to be in this passage, and, and Danny said, Isn't it pretty important that these were some of the last words that Jesus spoke? And yes, it, it's important. Listen, until we die or until he comes back, this is what we're to do. And he didn't give this task to the angels. I mean, he didn't even give it all to the preachers and missionaries. He gave it to us, the people of God. If I said, Who, who did he give this to? All of us could raise our hands. And so how do we how do we advance the, the Great Commission? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me give you four ways. First of all, the Great Commission is advanced personally. We have to own it individually. And this is where I think we really got to put more focus. Our, our personal so winning is, is lacking. We very we seldom even talking about personal soul winning. That, that means we go out there and we share the good news. We share the gospel with people we know and love. Ava was talking about someone that that she goes to a Bible study with. That, that, that's personal, so when, it is, when you talk to people you know about the Lord, and, and it, listen, it starts with your leaders, and I know since I've come to birth, I've, I've had a hard time finding places to share the gospel, and, and I've, you know, I can try to blame it on COVID and say, well, you can't get out, like, you, and you gotta wear a mask, and listen, it's not that there's not lost people, it's, it's just that it's so easy to make excuses and so we've got to look for opportunities and pray for opportunities and speak with compassion and, and boldness. And we've we got to go fishing for men. This go, it's not a command, it's a present partnership. But while you are going. And so here, here's my passion for you, everybody involved in evangelism. Listen, if we send out an army of three or 400 people every week equipped with the gospel, and that's on me to equip you with the gospel. But if we go out there with the gospel, then, then we're going to have opportunities to share the good news. And some of you work around hundreds of people every day. And some of our students go to school with hundreds of students every day. And some of you are in clubs with lots of people. And some of you cut hair and do all of it. You're with people every day. That, that's your mission field. You don't have to go around the world. While you are going, make disciples. That, that's a pretty good strategy, isn't it? That just means while you're out there doing what you do, make disciples sow seeds share the good news every christian is a missionary is that bible yeah so if you're a student you're a missionary if you're a teacher you're a missionary if you're a farmer you're a missionary if you're at mcdonald's you're a missionary if you're a nurse that's where that's your mission field if you're a coach a bus driver a nurse an accountant you're a missionary and listen, I just want to give you permission to call me up and tell me the name of someone you're trying to witness to. I, I want to join you in praying for them. Listen, I'll go with you and talk to them if, if you want me to. I, I'll give you some resources. I'll train you. I, you ought to have a gospel track with you everywhere you go. And even if you don't have time to talk to someone, you can say, hey, would you read this? It'll tell you how to, how to have a relationship with, with the Lord. And listen, if you get an opportunity to lead someone to, to Jesus, would you call me and text me? Or call? I want to hear from you. I'd get excited about that because that's the mission of the church. And so it's given to us personally. Secondly, it's advanced cooperatively. And this is for the church, and, and listen, we need each other to get it done. As a church, we try to create opportunities throughout the year. Upper Basketball is one of those. We didn't get to do it last year because of COVID, but but that's an opportunity to share the good news with kids. And Lord willing, we'll have Bible school this year, and and community outreaches, and we distribute some food. And listen, the goal is, of those things is to provide some gospel opportunities. That's Kentucky Baptist, and I'm going to tell you more about this going forward, but they have an initiative called Gospel to Every Home. And uh, what we're going to try to do as Kentucky Baptists is, is take a, a, a gospel track, a, a Jesus film, and the book of John, and, and hit every home in Kentucky this year. There's 1,728,000, I didn't count them, 681. That's a lot. It's a lot of homes. We couldn't do that by ourselves. But but if we all divide it up and we're committed to that, we, we can do that. And, and this church has been pretty good about that. But listen, we had to be really intentional because it's easy, especially during a pandemic, to turn inward and just do stuff for ourselves without realizing that people are perishing without Christ. And so, Lord willing, we'll have some other opportunities this this summer and beyond that, as a church, listen, we cooperate with 45,000 other Southern Baptist churches. We give to something called the Cooperative Program, and and this church gives about 12% of undesignated. That's that's big. Before I came here, I looked that up, and I wanted to come to a church that supports the Cooperative Program, and you all do. 127,000 dollars you gave last year to the Cooperative Program, and 22,000 something to the International Mission Board, and and so you're supporting 3,600 missionaries going around the world to take the good news of Jesus. And that's exciting. Listen, we can't, we can't reach 3,000 unreached people groups, but we can give to support that, and we can go, and we can pray, and, and we can support those that God calls to go. And then locally, I mean, we have the Northern Kentucky Baptist Association. We have certain ministries. There's a, a missionary, Josh, over at uh, Northern Kentucky University, and, and there's other—listen, there, we cooperate with other Baptist churches. We cooperate with other evangelical churches. And, and listen, the Great Commission is not about building a particular church. It's, it's about reaching people with the gospel, bringing them into the kingdom. And so we cooperate with others. Thirdly, it's advanced strategically. Now, Jesus gives us this model in Acts 1.8. He says you'll take it to Jerusalem, Judea, to Mary, to the ends of the earth. And Basically, the strategy is you start right where you're at, get the gospel out there, and then go a little further and keep going and keep going until it goes to the ends of the earth. And, and so we need to be strategic. It starts locally. I mean, we've got to make sure the gospel goes out to Burlington and Florence and Union and Hebron and, and then Kentucky and the nation and internationally. And it's, it's not really a matter of either or. I mean, some people go, but it's yes, yes, yes. Do we take it locally? Yeah. Do we go to the whole state? Do we go to the whole, yes. And so we take the gospel to Boone County and then we go to Cincinnati and I mentioned Salt Lake City. Anchorage, Alaska, Puerto Rico, Haiti, India. I mean, we just we keep going, but we, we start where we're at. Part, and listen, part of being strategic is being innovative. And, and listen, we we, we got to be innovative. We, we utilize the Internet, and that was a blessing of COVID. I mean, there's churches that, that are on the Internet now streaming their services that never done that before. And, and probably there's more gospel going out than ever before. But listen, if we're going to get the Great Commission fulfilled, we've got to be innovative. we we got to be trailblazers in order for our... Gen- we've got to do everything we can to get the good news out. Paul was an example for us. He did, he did church planting when they never heard of church planting. He went to different places and, and planted churches, and sometimes they gave him a hard time. And, uh, Acts thirteen forty seven, I have made you a light to, for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the, the earth. I mean he started with the Jews he he was a Jew, but they wouldn't listen and so he said i got to shake the dust off my shoes and i got go I got to go where they'll listen and his heart is in Romans 15 20 he wanted to go proclaim the good news where it had never been mentioned i mean that's 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 cool i I told him I, I was in India a couple of years ago January of nineteen and we went to some tribal people in the bush in India and I don't know that they ever heard the gospel before we took some Materials for them, dresses and stuff, and and they gathered around this big circle. and the the tribal leader he he allowed me to share the gospel, and I, that's the most exciting. That's one of the. Most, I mean, I, I can't think of many things that was more exciting to be able to tell people that never heard about Jesus and what He did for them, and and to say, listen, He He died for you and your sins, and if you'll believe, He'll save you. And but but we got to be innovative in that and figure out how to to get to those places and. So we have the International Mission Board and they're trying to reach those places, but I want us to think just about home. We have people in our neighborhoods who do not know or understand or maybe they've never heard about Jesus and what He did. And they know something happened at Easter and Christmas and they don't know they're lost. They don't know that Jesus died for them and if they'll put their faith in Him, they can, listen. that's on us. And so let's be creative and innovative and we got to get the good news to the world. And then lastly, it's advanced urgently. And without question, this is an area, this is a lack of urgency today. And Paul said in Romans 18, 13, the night is far gone, the day is at hand, so let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of life. Listen, none of us are guaranteed another day of life. You know that? There, there might be somebody here that's not going to be here next week. And we know this COVID, it takes people out. i got a buddy, I told him, He's in his 50s, good health. He's in, been on the vent for three weeks in Louisville. We're not guaranteed. Listen, people need the gospel. They need it now. Today is the day of salvation. David Platt made a statement a few years ago, and he said every believer this side of heaven, most of us would raise our hand, that'd, that'd be us. Every believer this side of heaven owes the gospel to every lost person this side of hell. you ever think about that? God is graciously Provided a way for us to hear the gospel and respond. And there are people who are on the way to hell, and we've got the good news. And so we, we owe them the gospel. We we want to give them the gospel. And so may God give us an urgency for this gospel, that we would be dedicated to advancing the, the gospel. I, I want to just close with a story. Uh, I read a few years ago about a neurosurgeon in Alabama. He was at one hospital in Birmingham, and, and he got a call about... Uh, an emergency brain procedure. Someone had come in who was unconscious. They had about a 90% chance of death. Six miles away, he needed to get there as soon as possible. But there was a freak storm. There was a, a snowstorm in Birmingham. Uh, it, you know, that doesn't happen very often, but it, it had shut down the traffic. And uh, nothing was moving, and so he tried to get there, and, and the traffic was completely stopped. And so what he did was he pulled his car over, he got out in his scrubs in this frigid weather, and he... He heads to the hospital as quick as he can, and uh, freezing temperatures. The authorities were alerted that he's coming. They tried to find him, but the, the traffic, and they couldn't find him. But anyway, he, he, he made it those six miles. He shows up at the hospital. He speaks briefly to the family. He goes into emergency surgery, and he saved the man's life. And, and he was interviewed. They interviewed the, the brain surgeon about, about this, and uh, he said he would have died if I hadn't got here, but he said that's not going to happen on my shift. And when I read it, I'm like, man, the majority of the world needs to hear the gospel, and we need to have that kind of mentality in regards to getting it to them. And so we, church, we need to maybe reprioritize our our lives and our goals and our budgets and our futures and, and ensure that our neighbors don't die without hearing the gospel on our watch. Let's pray. Father, we want to be gospel people, Great Commission Christians. And Lord, I know it's so easy to become lukewarm in regards to the Great Commission. And sometimes I don't live as if people without a relationship with Jesus are on a road leading to a real hell. And so change my heart today and the heart of this church. Give us an urgency for the gospel. And Father, we pray that the Great Commission would drive our our hearts, and our budgets, and our decisions, and give us eyes to see the lostness of our neighbors, our co-workers, give us boldness to speak the gospel, to open our mouths, Lord, give us praying hearts, Lord, we pray even this morning that there might be someone here today that has heard the good news, and they might turn from their sins and be saved. Lord, I pray as a church that we could take steps in making disciples. Making disciples who make disciples, who hear the good news and get saved and then pour their lives into someone else. We, we pray that we could reproduce. And Lord, may we be challenged this morning. And, and then, Lord, we pray that you would prepare our hearts to remember your sacrifice. Thank you for going to the cross and becoming sin for me and bearing my penalty, dying in my place. Thank you for that. Thank you for saving me. And we pray you would bless this invitation. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand. And We said we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. I, if you need to be saved, I'd love to talk to you about a relationship with Jesus. and. Listen, if you know someone who needs to be saved, maybe you want to get on your knees this morning at your chair or up here and just cry out on their behalf that God would would save them. Maybe it's someone in your family or co-worker, neighbor. Maybe you've been saved but you've not been baptized and you say, Lord, let me follow you in baptism. Maybe you need to become part of the church. Maybe you just say, Lord, I've not been much of a disciple. I, I want to be taught and grow, and, and say, preacher, how do I? What's the next step? I'd, I'd love to talk to you about that. I just invite you for the next few minutes to to respond and and also prepare your hearts to observe the Lord's Supper this morning, and and so you respond to the Spirit this morning. Are you
1: burning, broken within? Oh. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your.
3: Be seated for just a moment. Ava, come up here, and, and Rob, uh, listen, Ava comes this morning, and she is trusted in the Lord, and she wants to share that with the church, and we, yeah. Amen. Proud of you, Ava, and excited for you, and uh, we'll be scheduling her baptism, and uh, that's exciting. Uh, Rob also wants to come and reunite with Burlington Baptist. He, he's been a member at First Church and would like to be a part. Would y'all welcome him back? Yeah. so danny says he gets to baptize ava and uh that's all right I, this is advanced cooperatively and so uh i had to preach that to myself but we're excited for you and uh listen you go to school this week and tell someone about jesus and and uh, lead them to the lord and tell us about it and uh, if you've got somebody you're praying for uh we got these who you, who you one who's your one cards i'd love to pray with you for them and Again, if I can help you, if I can give you some resources, uh, call me. Uh, call me anytime. I'd love to talk to you about that. Uh, all right, so I'll let you all be seated, and uh, we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. If if you didn't get one of these when you came in, if you would raise your hands, we've got some deacons that would be glad to pass these out. Anybody need this? Anybody? Right. So, uh, I encourage you to take the top layer off first, so you don't spill the juice. And uh, I hear that. Let's uh, let's take a moment, and just pray and prepare our hearts. Lord, we know this little happen is a little distracting. Lord, we don't want to come flippantly to to this time and. And not think about what this represents. We know that you went to a cross, they drove nails into your hands and feet, and you hung there. even though you never sinned, you became sin for us, that we might be saved and made righteous. and we want to celebrate that this morning and remember, and may this be an act of worship, or we want to also be cautious. Paul tells us to examine ourselves not examine one another but to examine ourselves personally and we don't want to partake in an unworthy manner we want to confess our sins we want to turn from those sins and ask for your help we want to come with clean hands and pure hearts we know we can't have anything from you lord help us not to do that Help us to remember what this represents. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you want to take the little wafer, I'm going to read what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. I'm talking about Jesus. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. juice represents the blood of our Lord that was shed for us. If you carefully want to open that up. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, do ye this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, we thank you for the Lord's death on the cross for us. And we celebrate that. We remember that. And Lord, we want to share this good news with those who do not know you. And we've said this morning, you are worthy of praise from all the peoples of the world. And there are people who don't know about Jesus and his sacrifice. And so stir our hearts today before we leave that we would go and share this good news. And we'll live with anticipation until you return. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Just a couple quick things and then we'll play out of here uh, since Brother Harold prayed. Um, Dollar Club, clear boxes on the way out. Try to let the deacons dismiss us so we don't get piled up at the end and uh, just go out this week and just have a wonderful week. It's great to see you guys.